Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Bill Belichick, so when he parts ways with the New England Patriots a few weeks ago, I don't know if this was the exact number at that time, but there have been seven jobs open, all right? Now it is down to two. Really just one. Well, you got Washington, Washington Commanders. And what's the other one open right now? Seattle. But they're not going to replace a 70-year-old with a I, – I just – that wouldn't make any sense to me. So I, I'm really saying there's only there's okay. only one job open. I mean, that's just but my te- take. No, nah, that makes sense. But technically, there were seven jobs open. He made it clear he wanted to continue coaching. And he has not gotten any of those jobs. Now, the only one we know he interviewed for – and presumably was interested in was Atlanta. Maybe he was interested in some of the others, but just didn't get an interview. But um, first, Rob, let's let's give a little bit of love to Raheem Morris. Uh, Raheem Morris, Rob, uh, the new coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And remember, he coached Tampa Bay and had mixed results. First year, 3-13, and 13, but that was a team that, you know, they were they were coming. They had been nine and seven. Obviously, they change everything up. They go three and thirteen under him. But the next year, ten and seven. So things were looking up. Ten and six. I'm sorry, ten and six. Ten yeah, and six. Yeah. Things were looking up though. And then two four win seasons, and he didn't even make it through the the fourth season there. Um, but it's good to see him get a second shot. And Rob, we've talked a lot, you know, in the past about African-American head coaches in the NFL or the lack thereof. And in this hiring cycle, three, Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, uh, Gerard Mayo with the Patriots, and now Raheem Morris with the Falcons. 
So that's good. What that's do all good. have in and common? But I mean, we get that. What'd you say? I said, what do all three have in common? Uh, they're black. No, no, I'm just saying they're not prime jobs right now. But oh, oh but yeah. but but again, I'm, don't get me but wrong. But to be but, honest, I, a lot of these jobs aren't prime jobs. No, no, no. Most of the time when you get fired, it's a change. Right. I get that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like there's franchise. Miko did he 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 took right. a non prime job. And but made but that but that job. but I'm just saying, but that was a bad job. Like just going in, they had high three oh, yeah. no, three black coaches in a row, Chris. Like that was, and remember, right. they only hired Lovey Smith because they got they could have just sent Lovey and and was it who was was it it wasn't who was the second black guy or the first one who was the guy but it was uh, clear he wasn't going to be a, he only got one regardless but you get you get my point. point right 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 yeah yeah but saying. these are look these are the jobs that were open I, no, I no, agree no, none I'm of not, them are I'm, great but it's like good you said, it's good that it's half most right. cases right to me I, I look at. Raheem getting a second opportunity because that that doesn't happen that often, and that's the part that I think is 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 good. I like to see that. All right, so let's move on to Belichick, Rob. Do you think it's a bad look that he didn't get any of these jobs for him? Um, no, I mean not yet. I mean, if he doesn't get any job, then I think that's bad for him. Then you know what I mean. And Washington's still there. People have mentioned Washington. Uh, before, so it's not. Is that out of the possible realm of possibility? No. But if I'm Bill Belichick, like I said, I don't want to sit out. Like, like I, I do. I, why, I don't. Why I don't want any of these. I, and to be honest, now again, maybe Atlanta gets Kirk Cousins. That would have made it more attractive. But Chris, but Rob, what? looking at these jobs, if I'm Bill Belichick, I I rather sit out. And I think next year. Now we don't know. It's not guaranteed. But Dallas could be open. Buffalo could be open. Philadelphia could be open. Why take one of these jobs where you don't know if you got a quarterback? And if you don't have a quarterback, we've seen that picture in New England when Tom Brady left. It ain't pretty. Bill Belichick, the last thing he needs to do is go somewhere and it be ugly. So yeah, wait, but, but but the longer wait, the longer you're out at that age. I just don't think that that's the best spot to be in. And I'm not saying, of course, just take any job for the hell of it. But I think if you can get back into coaching, and, and what I mean, get back like continue coaching without having to sit out. He's not going to be a TV analyst. That's not his mo. He's, he's not glib. He's not going to give you any insight. So that that job know. is out. He might. He might. And then actually. out of sight, out of mind. People look up <laughs> Man, one he's day. He's Bill Belichick. And he goes, out of mind. He ain't never going to go, be out of go, mind. They'll go. Guess what? Wow. Wow. He's seventy four years old. Or he said, "Oh, I wouldn't." You know, like like that's what happens. Is is all oh, times passed him by. The games passed him by. Like one as, year, as, as, as yes, Chris, a lot happens in How's one year. How's the game passing what, by in one what, year? And what happens in one year if no, if if the only jobs that are open next year say there's only two or three jobs and they're really bad jobs with no quarterback? Now what? Now you're looking at sitting out another year. Now it's two years. Well, maybe then you say, okay, if I really want to get in, this is what I have to do. But I just think, Rob, I, I think he would be better off sitting out than going to a bad situation. Yeah. Because a bad I, situation, I just haven't seen enough from him without a quarterback to think a bad situation would get any better with him. 
Yeah, I, I like I like the Atlanta job if you get a quarterback with that team. You know what I mean? Right, like, but that's I, that's gone. So yeah, but I'm just you saying, mean like Washington like, and and Washington, they're in the they, same thing. I mean, you know, they're in the same boat as as Atlanta. Here's another bad thing. Too. I mean, you know, they they do they had the young quarterback this year, Sam Howell. I mean. I don't know. We saw Belichick. Well, well here's the other thing too: is it's is, is uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy will never be a coach in the NFL. I mean, I, I, just, I like like Chris. Not. I, I, probably not. Seriously, like if he didn't Kansas get, City struggles. We haven't even heard of any interviews. Sam Howell, like right, who was leading the league for a while yep. and, and blo- blossomed a little bit from that uh, from underneath him, and now you know, not like you say, no interviews, nothing going on. The Washington job is open. Like, like it just it it the the, the it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. You're right. No, I look, mean, how can I right. how can I look and think three years from now I'm going to get a job? Right. This was the seven openings, or eight, actually eight openings. Well, seven, I guess. Well, no, eight because he was in Washington. He could have been promoted. Um, like you said, er- everything was in his favor, and, and Rob, he was actually getting favorable press because everybody was saying, "That's what oh, I'm saying." Remember, look at, they were even talking. That that Kansas City should bring him in for the playoffs, and you know they miss him clearly. And and Washington, like you said, Sam Howell throwing the ball well, at least leading the league in yards. Um, I I agree, and I don't know what it is, and and I don't think it's I it. Like we said, you see black coaches getting hired. We just saw three get hired, so I don't. Right, that's know what that I'm saying. Say right. race. So like. I don't know. I, I have no idea what he's like in his interviews. Um, there are guys, and we don't know this about him. That's the unfair thing is he hasn't gotten a shot. But we have seen, Rob, a lot of guys that were great coordinators, but they weren't head coaches, you know. And, and there, and there have been a lot, like of, there are a lot of swings and misses Yep, <clears throat> with head coaches, Chris, a ton. Yep, yep. It's actually, I don't know what's worse. Promoting, like give, giving these coordinators head coaching jobs or drafting a first quarterback with the first overall pick. I, I don't know which you one has as more. As far as what's misses. Like harder to determine. Yeah, like 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 Nathaniel Hackett had two two MVP yeah. rides with Aaron Rodgers was a disaster. Like there's just so many guys who have gotten jobs and then, yeah. you know, one year, two years, they just. They just weren't good enough. What was the guy's name in Houston? Sam Cully. Sam, no, not what was his name? Cully was his last name. David, David Cully. David well, he Cully. was a lot older. He was no, but I mean, guy. but he was, was in the league for a hundred years. Chris is what I'm saying. Like this yeah. is a guy. It wasn't like a, some young kid you give an opportunity. He was a seasoned well, guy. Look at all Belichick's guys. You know, all the, the Belichick's, Belichick's guys. Team. Right. Yeah, it, you don't know, Rob. You don't know. Um, so. But, yeah, I, I think Belichick, Rob, would be better off sitting out and waiting for a plum job. Now, I, I agree with you. He can't wait too long. He probably can't wait more than a year. But I, I just don't think any of these jobs is very appealing. And it's interesting. Was Were the Chargers not interested in him? Or was he not interested in the Chargers? You know what I mean? I don't. Did he interview? Now, obviously, Harbaugh was a great hire, but no, he didn't. There was no reports of him interviewing. So that's my point. Like, would that have been something that interests him? You know, we get the ownership situation there. Maybe 
he felt like it wasn't his cup yeah, of tea. Yeah, and, and also uh, Harbaugh played for the – I mean, it's just uh, – I mean, play yeah, for the no, Chargers. Harbaugh, I, I there's, can't there's a lot of stuff, Harbaugh, and he's coming off a national championship, yep. and he's a younger guy, he's 60. Right. Bill Belichick could be long term. I say could because Harbaugh's yeah. worn out his welcome quickly too. But you know, Belichick's not long term. Right. That's three, four years. So be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We all know how well things are going for the Lions in the conference championship. What's this for the first time in 30-plus years? Um, and, but this is a business as well. Rob G, uh, tee us up on, on golf and his contract. Sure. So Jared Goff is in the NFC Championship game. Everyone's excited about it. Fred Warner called him one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL this week. He's bigging him up at the press conference. So as a result, you'd expect then that Jared Goff would like to be paid as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL because... Now remember, he got a big deal with the Rams. He did, with the Rams, and then was traded. Do you remember what it was? It was four for 134. Yeah, he got paid. So it's not like he never got a contract. Right, right. So... After this season in 2024, he will be entering the last year of his contract, which is 2024, and he has 
zero dollars in guaranteed money left on his contract. Now his cap hit isn't that big, only thirty-one million next season, but you guys all know nobody worth their salt enters into a season as a lame duck coach, quarterback, what have you. So you can right. expect he's going to be looking for a new contract this offseason. I mean, Rob, if I was the Lions, and I, I like Jared Goff, and I'm sure they like him. They have to. He's done great. Um, I wouldn't bring up the conversation. <laughs> look at Chris. Kind of he's great. He did a great job of the line, but I'm look, not bringing it up. That last year is going to be, you know, I don't know what the date is, whether it's in March, whether it's in the summer. But at some point, it's going to be guaranteed. He's going to get paid for his last year. My point is I'd love to see one more year of him. But his agent, if he's worth his salt, which I'm sure he is, is going to bring it up. And, Rob, at the end of the day, I got to pay the man. If he's you're the played line, well. Chris, he's right, gotten you can't him, play right? around. I got to like, pay like, the man. What, what what would you be doing? Okay, you waited all this time to finally get win some playoff yep. games. You're in the NFC Championship game. And then the first thing you're going to do is be like, no, we're not paying the quarterback. Not, right. Okay. Want to start all over? Want another 1957? Like, like it doesn't make yep. sense. And it doesn't mean we talked about it, Chris. The, the division is only going to get tougher, I think, as you go forward with, with Green well, Bay. Yeah, we know the Packers are going to be better. Okay. And then there's and a chance of Caleb Bears, right. with the Bears. They finish strong. Maybe they got some players. You got a better, little better quarterback. I'm just saying – and then Minnesota, you know, I, I don't know where they are because they're not going to have they're going to have a different quarterback. I don't know where they really fit in. But anyway, my point is, they got a good coach. Don't mess around with this. Don't like. I mean, I get it. You don't have to give them the, the make them the highest paid quarterback in the league, but you well, got to take they care may. of the guy. That you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not doing that. So that you know, you know how it works, Rob. Everybody, you know, generally. A guy becomes the highest paid. And so that that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I definitely would love to sign him at a favorable number. But whatever the case, he's getting 50-plus. Now, the interesting thing for them, and I know his average is, what, about $34 million a year over that deal, which at that time was huge. Now, not so much. Right. But it, it isn't like they've had him on his rookie deal. Right? They've had to build around him. You know, from the get-go with him taking up a lot of the salary cap. And so that won't be as big of a, uh, 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 an adjustment for them. But it's tough, you know. But at the end of the day, you have to have a quarterback. Everybody can't have Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And so I, I think I would hold my breath and sign him. Uh, because And if they lose, to me, Rob, this game doesn't really have any bearing on it because – I mean, they're expected to lose. They're supposed to lose to, uh, you know, to the 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 Niners. So right. that really shouldn't. I, have I, I agree, Chris. I agree because even if they lose, it doesn't matter what happens. They've uh, done enough this year yep. to make you feel good about Jared Goff. That the trade that you made uh, worked out. Even though Stafford went on and got his Super Bowl, we got that. But but the Lions made out as well. And you got Jared Goff. He's not an old guy. He's got a few more good years left in him. And you want, and you don't want to upset the apple cart. Don't make it because, because Chris, they've raised ticket prices like sixty percent. So yeah, that's what you know what I mean. Do. Like, they, like they're cashing <laughs> yeah. out right on it. 
Lions, yep. I got Lions fans, friends, Chris, who have canceled their season tickets for next year. Really? Yeah, because Even though they're, they're playing well. They, that's what they just, do when you win. They're so mad, though, that like they've been fans and bought season tickets for 20 years when the product was bad. And, and not that they don't expect a, you know, for them to raise right. the ticket prices, but to gouge them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The first bit of success... You know, and it's sixty percent, like it's something tough. like that. Like, like that's a big increase. This is the Midwest, Chris. You lived in the Midwest. These are people who are average Joes. Yep. Don't have a lot of disposable income like that. They're not eating out at fancy restaurants all the time. I'm not saying all, but you know well, what I'm and saying. To your point, Rob, they supported them through the, through the no lean reason. time. I don't know. Were they selling out? They had their they were, fans? They were close to sell out. You know what I mean? But there weren't empty seats or like empty right. sections. Right. Uh, everyone wasn't a sellout, but but big crowds. Always, yeah. Chris. Always. It's the 20 years I was, you know, covering and being there all the time. People supported the Lions. And I don't I don't expect the Lions to, to not try to, you know, increase their revenue. I get that once you start winning and all that. But not to gouge or, or, or close out or push out all those fans who, who've been supporting you all along. Do you feel like, Rob, that this is the Lions are building something? I mean, now they've obviously, you know, they got into the Final Four, so they've obviously gone a long way already. But do you see this as something that's going to go on for the next few years? Or, you know, there are always teams that – you know, they were – I mean, look at Minnesota, and I know Kirk Cousins got hurt, but they were only 4-4 four and four when he got hurt. But remember, they were 13-3 and three the but year But remember, before. they like, won like five, five or so games. Remember when he got hurt, they went on a run. And then uh, who was the quarterback who came in the, the uh, rocket science? I mean, the um, astronaut. Who died? Oh, yeah, who couldn't yeah, finish yeah. the job? You remember? Yeah. Then he was exposed. But yeah, they remember they, they, had, they weren't going to go very far. No, no. But yeah, I'm just saying. But they, but they but won about is, four or five games in a row. Do you think that they the Lions are building something where they're going to be, you know, one of those top teams in the mix for the next, you know, three four years, or do you think this could be a one off? I'm just not. I'm not sure yet. I I really I'm not sure. In the NFL, you know how it goes, Chris. There's teams that sometimes, as you say, come out of nowhere one year, and then do they sustain it? Is it a is it a one time deal? You know, do you fall back in the pack the next year? Do you uh, people not maybe not take you as seriously the first time you really step up there, and then once you do, they change the way they look at you. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so I'm not. I don't think they're going all the way backwards, but do I think they're going to win a division every year and it's it's the Lions' division to lose? I'm not there yet. No, look, like I said, I think Green Bay is going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. But I also think the Lions will be. Like, I think this is legit. I think they're going to be good. Dan Campbell's done a great job there. You know, the offense is among the best in the league. The defense gives up a ton of passing yards. In, in part, Stafford had almost three seventy, and then yeah, Baker, Baker had three fifty. Yeah, but some of that—I I don't even want to say in part, like it's fifty percent—but some of that, Rob, is because they're so good against the run that te- teams can't run on them, so they throw the ball a lot. But they don't give up a ton of touchdowns. 
and things like that, but they do give up a ton of passing yards. Um, but I think they'll even get better on that side of the ball. So I think they're here to stay. You know, I, I'm not predicting a Super Bowl necessarily, but I do think they're going to be one of those top teams. Like next year, I think they're going to be one of the top teams again in the NFC and have a chance to come out of the NFC. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Let's go back to the NFL. And Albert Greer, who does a great job covering the league, um, he uh, has his daily or weekly show uh, up in Boston. And, Rob, he talked about why Bill Belichick did not get the Atlanta job, which, of course, went to Raheem Morris. Here he is. I'm going to give Cap some credit for this because the Sunday show that we do, um, he asked me before one of the shows, can you go find out what the market for Bill was? And I thought it'd be pretty straightforward, and it actually wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was, oh, yeah, he could definitely get a job as an executive, as kind of an overseer. Oh, yeah, he could definitely get a job as a coach. But no one's going to throw him the keys the way that he has them in New England. So I hope that's not what he's expecting. And I think that's what it comes down to is, like teams used to be set up the way the Patriots have been the last 24 years. No one is anymore. And no one centers it that much around the head coach. The job's too, it's just too big now. And so, like, I think a lot of this comes down to Arthur Blank wanted to hire, and I have that on good authority. I know you've heard it too. Arthur Blank wanted to hire Bill Belichick, the head coach. And it wasn't the money. I think he was willing to pay him. It was everything else that was going to have to happen and the amount of people around him that Bill's going to need here and the amount of people that might be outgoing because of it. And I think people in that building knew, like, hey, if Bill comes here, 
I'm not, I probably won't be here for very long, much longer. And so those people wind up getting in blanks here. Interesting, Rob. Well, if, if that's what the reason was, Chris, then uh, I hope Arthur Blank never wins a Super Bowl. You can't run a what? business like that. Yeah, you can't run a business what? like that. You heard what I said. I'm hoping that's not why he didn't hire him because this is what happens in bad organizations. They've never won anything. Their team is down and out. And, and I'm just saying, if the reason that you didn't want to hire Bill Belichick is strictly because you don't want to upset the apple cart and you don't want to change what hasn't worked for 40 years or however Arthur, how long Arthur Blank has owned that team, it hasn't been that long. But, Chris, right. if that's the, I'm just saying, if that's the reason, then I got a problem with that because you got to be willing to change. It ain't working the way they've been doing it in Atlanta. And I'm not the biggest Bill Belichick guy. I've told you that, Chris. But I'm saying if that's the reason that you're not hiring somebody because, oh, my God, the guy who's been a GM or, or been in the front office for 15 years is going to get put out or the other person is going to get put out or whatever, like, like that can't be the reason why you don't hire somebody. That's all I, I'm saying. I agree with that. That, that's what I'm saying. And, and I agree with that philosophy. If you're the owner and you run things, then do what you want to do. Right. However, what I disagree with, Arthur Blank, or or even if it – and, Rob G., is it that – did Arthur Blank just wanted Belichick to coach too, right? He didn't want him to be the GM and all that. Is right. that that's correct? That's not what but, I took from that Beer, uh, Albert the, Beard thing. That, what, that's what, what I'm – The way that ahead, Beard Rob reported G. it is that Arthur Blank was 100% on board with Belichick. The coach was fine with paying him whatever it is that he wanted. What his issue was and the issue within the building was if we hire Bill as the coach, he's going to want – X, Y, and Z in the front office. He's going to want this much say of this. He's going to want this kind of guys coming in with him. And they were not on board with that stuff. And nor should they have been. And that's where I, I, I don't know if you, if you, Rob, Atlanta, Washington, Seattle, any organization in the NFL should not turn their team over as far as the front office and all that to Bill Belichick. That would be lunacy. Now, sure, hire him as a head coach. We know he's a great coach. We know he's a great defensive mind. But give the front office to him? Give him full authority? No, you, you're no. missing what I'm saying. You're missing what I'm saying. No, I, 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 I get you. I, I, I want you to make sure that you saying, understand what I'm saying. Okay. You're saying I, that you, if you're the owner, you shouldn't listen to the employees. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah that, 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 that. I'm fine some people, with that. That people losing their jobs on an organization that doesn't win. I'm, I, I'm so, I'm I not ain't worried to, about people losing okay, their jobs. Uh, I'm okay, worried about okay. giving control of football operations to the wrong man. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what we should be talking about. I agree with you. If you're the owner and you want to go a certain direction and say your your GM, your assistant GM, they're worried that, hey, if Bill comes in, we're going to lose our jobs. I get you on that, and that's fine. Like, if you want to bring in a new GM and you want to bring in a new head coach, of course those guys are gone, and you shouldn't let their feelings Get in the way of you doing what's best for the franchise. What I'm saying 
is Bill Belichick needs to just be coaching. What in the world would I did I see in New England the last five years to make me think otherwise? I, I, I just I can't get with a team, Chris, with an organization that is afraid to hurt people's feelings when you don't win. That that that's all. I I I, I hear your point on Bill. You want are you would you want to give him control? I, he's going to have some say. I'm not saying total control. No, not total control. I mean, every but coach there, has some say. But there's no way say. that he's not going to have any every person coach that, has some okay, say. So, so and that's, that's what he I'm should saying. get the requisite okay. amount of say. But I'm not. But but I'm not coming in there with the same old guys who've been in Atlanta for 15 years and nothing's worked. I don't. Those guys, Chris. If you want to go out and hire well, a new general manager and move some long. people around and and go bring in some some new talent or new eyes or whatever, that's fine. But to just stay the status quo and bring in Raheem Morris because he he doesn't he won't be no because he's just going to coach football. What's wrong with that? I'm, I'm looking for a coach. I don't need a that. GM. Because it's bigger than that. Because there's other issues with that organization. The picking a player. They, actually, they do have a lot of talent, Rob. The front office has actually put a let, together a nice team. They don't have a quarterback. That's. I mean, I, I'm. I'm like. I, I would like to know your thoughts on Bill Belichick. I just told like hire you. him as the. Well, I, told, you I would hire him and I would like, give him. He would have some say, not well, total well, but control. But every coach has some say. No, I'm but I'm about, just telling would you. Would he be the coach or would he be the coach slash GM? No, that's not what I said. I said he would be the coach, but he of course would have say in what front coach office doesn't affairs. have any say. All right, so that's what you're hiring. So I, he's I just so a coach. Albert Beer didn't say. Bill Belichick said, "If I'm not the GM and, and bottle wa- wa- washer, I'm not coming." That's not what. Ha- that's not what he reported. What he said, I agree with you on the that's people. Not, that's fine. I mean, I don't think that's I'm the conversation. Saying. The conversation is Bill Belichick to me, and I'm not. If I'm not any. Fr- no franchise in the NFL should give him control of football operations. Bill, you're a great coach. But Chris, come here and coach. But Bill, now, of Bill, course, we're all together. We have to work together. And I want to hear your thoughts on these players. But I'm just saying the GM or the president, however they line up their organization, should have the final say. They shouldn't have to cower and kowtow to Belichick like like he had it in New England. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you on your your philosophy. I I, I just think this this is why certain teams don't win. It's like they're so. I mean, afraid. Atlanta was in the they're Super so, Bowl a few years ago, right? Not like they've been. A, I mean, they haven't been a great franchise, but let's not like act like they've been just the the. the all all the I'm Jets. saying is, all I'm saying is there are teams, and law. You can't be afraid. To make changes. That that's all I'm Chris, that's all I'm saying. That ain't the doing, right change. I, I don't think anybody different. would disagree There's with no you. There's no way that, Bill Rob. Belichick is coming there where he won't have any say with personnel. What, do you know it you don't think Raheem Moore is gonna have any say? I don't think he'll have the, any kind of say that Bill Belichick, not a guy with six. Well, Super Bowl, let's have. see how Bill Bill Belichick. Let's see where his next job is. All right, and we'll see how Raheem Morris does with the Falcons. We'll see how. how I'm when just they're, saying, when they're raising the, the Super coach, Bowl trophy, they made the right decision. That's of what course, saying. the coach should be able to sit there and be like, "These are the guys I like. This is why I like him. I would pick him. I think we should pick him." Of course, you just don't have the final say. 
That's all I'm saying. And I think, I, I you know, I think they'd be willing to give Bill Belichick some say because he's the head coach. But you got to be able to work with others. Yeah, but nobody nobody says that he's not. I mean, the last soundbite I heard from Bill was about not yeah, yeah, being you, believe, that you were about the only one that believed that sound. No, but nobody he came out of it mess. came out of his mouth. Fine. A lot of stuff's come out of people's mouths. I'm just I saying, didn't believe I, I mean why I didn't believe it. And now of course it seems like he wanted more in Atlanta. So what happened to that? I just want to coach. No, I, I'm not so sure if that was it or if it was that Atlanta was so afraid to make major changes. Rob G, jump in. Well, I got a question for you, Rob, because you, you're very upset, and I understand, about the idea that Atlanta just didn't feel comfortable cleaning house because they have you know familiarity in the building. Right. They want to let go of it. Raheem Morris coached in Atlanta from 2015 to 2020. Do you believe, and just without no sourcing, just your right. opinion— that because he, they're already familiar with him in the building, that was one of the driving forces to why probably they, they him know him and else. yeah, they know him and I, and they know he's not going to be an overbearing guy who's going to flex his muscles and tell you to your the, the people in the front office you don't know you guys have never won here. I'm trying to tell you what. I bring to the table, and I've won. And I didn't just win six championships in New England. I won two Super Bowls in New York, nah, and I did this, and that, I did man. that. Stop it with I'm that. just saying. You can go anybody can flex there's, what I did as a coordinator. There's going to, yeah, but I'm just saying those are the things that maybe they don't want to deal with, Rob G. That's all I'm saying is that – because Chris is saying, of course, Bill's going to have some some say. Well, so what's the problem? What's the problem? No, I'm not saying com- what's the problem. I'm saying I would not turn over full say, final say to Bill Belichick. I wouldn't. Because, I mean, Bill Belichick didn't do a good job in New England the last few. Once Tom Brady left, he didn't do a good job. As with final say. So why in the world would I give him final say now? Because the saying. people in Atlanta haven't done anything. That's why the, they got they've a new gotten coach. some good talent. That's why they got a new coach. They need a That's coach they... and a quarterback. And maybe we'll see. I mean, didn't I'm they not draft saying that didn't, that, didn't they draft a, 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 a lot of teams messed up at That's quarterback. What That's what I'm saying. So, but I'm just saying, like they. That's what they need, and we'll see. I, that that you know how well Morris does there, Rob. I mean, are they going to go get? Justin Fields? Are they going to go get Kirk Cousins? Like, all that remains to be seen. But I don't fault them for just wanting Bill Belichick to be the coach. Of course, you get, say, like other coaches, but you're not coming in here and just taking control of the organization. Now, if it was somebody else, maybe much younger, maybe, but not, not Belichick now. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.